everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope you had a fantastic weekend in the wild and wacky world of sports and beyond. We have some fun in store for you today, including a breaking news announcement on that Cam Newton guy. The Carolina Panthers went to Arizona without him, as you know. They just left him back in Charlotte to rehab that ailing foot. And 23-year-old Kyle Allen got it done. What was the preseason formula many of us discussed as the Panthers were trying to get back to the playoffs after missing it last year in large part because they were missing the real version of Cam Newton for half that season? Well, it involved quality quarterback play. It involved a lot of Christian McCaffrey. It involved the Luke Keekley-led defense limiting and occasionally dominating foes. It involved reliable special teams. Through week one and week two, Cam Newton got a lot of worst of the weekend votes. We came to understand that as some were criticizing him for other reasons, many were discussing him dropping the ball figuratively and sometimes literally just with his accuracy and his quarterback play in some cases because he's dealing with another injury. The Panthers got quality quarterback play from a young man who's 23 and with one of the most unusual journeys you will ever see for a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Twice, Kyle Allen lost his starting quarterback job in college. He turned pro despite being the backup on his own team at Houston in the American Athletic Conference. That is not typically the launching pad to greatness. And yet, after he looked good in a mostly meaningless game last year, remember, the Saints were playing their backups, he looked very good in a very meaningful game as the Panthers saved their season and as 23-year-old Kyle Allen was a central figure in that. We will discuss, with your help, best and worst of the weekend, the Panthers 38-20 to winners at Arizona. Keekley got plenty of help from that defense. McCaffrey did his thing. Huge rushing yardage this time, along with his usual handful of catches. Kyle Allen reminded us what it looks like when your favorite team at the NFL level has an accurate passer. Cam Newton has had some things on his resume that make him one of the great trailblazing quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Just look up the numbers if it doesn't always pass your eyeball test. Of course, he's one of the greatest dual threat QBs when healthy in NFL history. He has not always been a great accurate passer. Productivity, yes. Accurate passing a little bit last year under North Turner. A lot of it back in 2015 when he was the MVP and the leader of a 15-1 Panther squad during the regular season. Not as much even in his whole body of work. Kyle Allen made some tough throws, some great throws, a couple of easy throws, but he had four touchdown passes, three of which I would argue required graduate-level degree quarterback play. One was easy, three were harder. They required patience, they required timing. They required not having happy feet in the pocket. They required a little savvy to extend the play when at your first glance, your first or second targets were not open. 
They required help, of course. Veteran tight end Greg Olson provided that help with two TD catches. Others contributed as well on both sides of the ball. We'll get to all of it with your help. What was your best or worst of the weekend? Kyle Allen and the Panthers were making their own waves. Daniel Jones and the New York Giants were making some of their own. Danny Dimes, they call him up there. The former Duke star, number six overall in the first round of this year's NFL draft picked way higher than many had projected or guessed. Daniel Jones not only got that win with the New York Giants in start number one after being elevated over two-time Super Bowl champion Eli Manning. Both of those guys, of course, as you all know, disciples of that Duke coach David Cutcliffe guy who will join us again a little bit later this week. Speaking of coaches, Dabo Sweeney of the Clemson Tigers live on the David Glenn Show. That'll be a little bit later in today's program. His Tigers smashed Clem uh, Charlotte as expected, and they faced the Tar Heels of Mac Brown next. As the NFL offered us Kyle Allen and the Panthers, Daniel Jones and the Giants, more on those stories, as the Patriots and the Chiefs and the Rams and the Cowboys perhaps predictably are 3-0, and less predictably the Packers and the 49ers and the Bills joined that 3-0 and club. At the college level, you all know what led the headlines across our state. App State came down from the mountain and took one from the North Carolina Tar Heels. Final score, Mountaineers 34, Tar Heels 31. It was the Mountaineers' first win over a Power 5 football opponent since one of the greatest and most memorable upsets in college football history. Now, what happened this weekend was memorable and important, but for different reasons, remember. 12 years ago, when they went to the big house and beat Michigan, the Wolverines were a highly ranked FBS team. And at the time, remember, App State was an FCS superpower. They were in the process of winning three straight national titles, but one step down the ladder in NCAA football. That remains, 12 years later, one of the greatest upsets in college football history. On Friday, we talked about the Mountaineers having an offense that looked very ACC-like. They would fit right into the Atlantic Coast Conference. I don't mean Clemson level, but who else couldn't they play with with a veteran quarterback, Zach Thomas, at the controls, a veteran running back, Darrington Evans, three TDs against the Tar Heels, Demetrius Taylor on the defensive side of the ball. Can you have more impact on a college football game than he had? He scored a touchdown while creating a turnover and then created another turnover, both of those, of course, on sacks of the young quarterback, Sam Howell. He made great plays, but also too many mistakes. The, the Mountaineers veteran, Zach Thomas, almost 300 yards of total offense, and with better blocking from his offensive line than Sam Howell got from his, Zach Thomas made the big plays while mostly avoiding mistakes. Sam Howell made the big plays, but was personally involved in some of the biggest miscues of the Tar Heels afternoon. App State, a best of the weekend. UVA and Wake Forest get to 4-0. They're both nationally ranked and rising in the polls. Best of the weekend. Georgia, the Dogs beat number 7 Notre Dame. Southern Cal took out number 10 Utah. Auburn won at Texas A&M. Wisconsin smashed Michigan. And how about the Pitt Panthers of the ACC? Letting one get away against Penn State last week, the nationally ranked Nittany Lions. The Panthers beat number 15 UCF 35-34 while using 
my Philadelphia Eagles Philly special. It was Panthers quarterback Kenny Pickett dressing for Halloween as Nick Foles, the Super Bowl winning quarterback of my Eagles a couple years ago. What a great call down by the goal line. They have their own name for it, but we'll always call it Philly special for its place in that Eagles win over the New England Patriots. Meanwhile, as Wisconsin gets best of the weekend love, Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines, worst of the weekend. It was 35-14. Badgers over Wolverines. More of your best and worst of the weekend. UCF, by the way, had not lost a regular season college football game in more than two full years. The Panthers got that done against the Knights another best of the weekend. I have other nominees from the NASCAR world, the NHL, the soccer world, the baseball world. A whole bunch of teams are celebrating either a division title or the chance to clinch one very soon. So shout outs to the Astros, Yankees, Dodgers, and they just got it done, Braves. The Twins and the Cardinals are on the cusp of doing the same. Worst of the weekend in that world, as we're now in the final week of regular season play for Major League Baseball, the Chicago Cubs, the World Series champions of just a couple of years ago, a few, I should say, 2016, they went into a big series against the St. Louis Cardinals, who are also good this year, and lost all four at home. They have now lost six straight at home while in this late regular season do-or-die mode. All four losses to the Cardinals were painful one-run defeats. Just as my Phillies have fallen by the wayside, Darren Vaught's Red Sox have fallen by the wayside. Add the lowly Cubs, worst of the weekend. Joe Madden's guys getting embarrassed at home. That bullpen, Craig Kimbrell and otherwise, falling apart sometimes when they were needed most. We'll get to your phone calls on the other side. Dabo Sweeney joins us live from the Clemson Tigers. That is a two-time national champion head coach who hasn't even turned 50 years old yet. He has taken the Tigers to four straight college football playoffs. He has four straight ACC titles and one other one prior to that. This is his 11th full year as the head coach of the Tigers. And again, prior to turning 50, I believe his resume is up there alongside Florida State's Bobby Bowden and only a small handful of others in the history of the Atlantic Coast Conference, which isn't far from its 70th birthday. It's in its late 60s right now. That Dabo Sweeney has been great to us over the years as a guest on the David Glenn Show. We revisit his story as the Tigers take on UNC and Mac Brown this coming weekend. Darren Gant will be our NFL guest of the day. You can jump in on what went right for the Carolina Panthers, the New York Giants, Daniel Jones, Kyle Allen, or the other best of the weekend stories from the NFL. We have a Roy Williams sighting on the best of the weekend list. We'll get into that. Antonio Brown is both a world-class wide receiver and a world-class knucklehead, no longer a member of the Steelers or the Raiders or the Patriots. More on that crazy story. Bill Belichick, head coach of the Patriots, Got best of votes and worst of votes. How do you get worst of if you're 4-0 with the Patriots and hitting on all cylinders? We'll give you the Cam Newton breaking news announcement from just a few minutes ago, and we'll welcome your calls, 1-800-849-2761. I have a lot more from the NFL and college weekends. We invite your phone calls to participate, best of, worst of, questions, comments from around the state, around the ACC, and, of course, around the country, 1-800-849-2761. 
We gave away a lot of NASCAR tickets last week. We'll give away some Carolina Hurricanes tickets this week. Remember, their preseason continues. Their opener in the regular season is a week from Thursday, October 3rd. We'll be doing a live show out at PNC Arena that day, and we'll be giving away Hurricanes hockey tickets between now and then. I have some thank yous and from some shout-outs from the Big Tailgate Tour. Congrats to Mike Houston and ECU for getting the win. We stayed undefeated on our 2019 Big Tailgate Tour schedule, driven by Continental Tire. Remember, we are heading from ECU's family weekend, where I got to see my son Anthony, the lovely and talented Maria, my wife, joined us for that family weekend. We're going from that family weekend in Greenville to family weekend in Boone. It is our only trip to App State, and given the Mountaineers' win over the Tar Heels, what perfect timing to visit Eli Drinkwitz and that outstanding Sunbelt program. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Speaking of family, our thanks to Jimmy and Linda Roster, and the rest of the corner crew, they are one of our reigning all-time tailgate of the year honorees. We went and saw them. They took great care of Maria, as they always do. Congrats also to Tyler Ham of Goldsboro. He was the tailgate of the week honoree with a bunch of cool friends and family members. His little boy greeted the Storm Squad in style. We appreciate their participation as well as they travel around the state as important parts of the Big Tailgate Tour with us as well. 1-800-849-2761. Don't forget if you're an app fan, we're headed to Boone this weekend as we are for their family weekend and maybe yet another win for Eli Drinkwitz's undefeated Mountaineers. Go to BigTailgateTour.com. Tell us where your tailgate will be. Our location is changing this year because of some construction near Kid Brewer Stadium. So we'll give you that update a little bit later this week. You tell us where you'll be, so maybe we can crown you as a tailgate of the week honoree. Remember, you can't win the thousands of dollars of prizes or get the cool banner that goes with tailgate of the year unless you win one of our tailgate of the week honors along the way. 1-800-849-2761. Man, there's a lot to discuss just in football, but also beyond. Bill Belichick, Antonio Brown, Cam Newton, Jalen Ramsey, Jim Harbaugh, the Cubs, the Wolverines, Dabo Sweeney live on the David Glenn Show. More of my thoughts on the weekend that was with your calls. Michael, Steve, Cameron, and others are lighting up the phone lines. Intern Will is taking your calls today, 1-800-849-2761. It was a heck of a weekend. Let's discuss next on the David Glenn Show. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Ball will be on the left hash. 56 yards to send it to overtime. Here's the snap. Ball down. Kick in the way. It's blocked. It's blocked. blocked. They did it. State wins it on another blocked field goal. 34-31. The Mountaineers beat the Tar Heels. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Man, there's a lot to get to just right there. It was a fun, wild, crazy, interesting weekend. Panthers fans got a dose of 23-year-old quarterback Kyle Allen. The breaking news on Cam Newton that I promised before the break is that he has already been ruled out for the game against the Houston Texans. So you are going to get Kyle Allen again. Cam Newton gets more rest for that sore foot. The voice you hear there, 
This one right now still playing in the bump music. That's Bruce Springsteen. He turned 70 years old today. We will have all of our bump songs honoring the boss. Famous internationally, famous nationally. If you grew up in the Philly area as I did, there's extra layers to the Bruce Springsteen story. As I bombarded Darren with requests a little bit earlier today, we'll see how many of my favorite boss tunes he gets to as we honor him over these three hours. The other voices that you heard included play-by-play man Adam Witten of App State. The blocked field goal attempt he referred to there, if you didn't see it, was UNC's 56-yard attempt as time expired in Chapel Hill. It was blocked. If you have a good memory, you may recall 12 years ago, there was a famous block called by friend of the program and then voice of the Mountaineers, David Jackson. That one put the finishing touches 12 years ago on one of the greatest upsets in college football history, beating the Wolverines at the big house as an FCS program, as Michigan was a highly ranked FPS program. Michigan worst of this weekend, App State, doesn't even want credit for an historic victory in Chapel Hill. They said going there, they knew they could win. We told you going there, they would score a lot of points on that Carolina defense. They have really good talent, depth, and experience on the offensive side of the ball. Zach Thomas was both a star when needed for the Mountaineers, but also avoided the big mistakes. Darrington Evans, three touchdowns, the veteran running back. Demetrius Taylor on defense, two huge turnovers, including a scoop and score himself. You could argue that his two plays, along with what that quarterback and running back delivered, that's the difference. As we look forward to Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney later today, App State head coach Eli Drinkwitz will join us live among our guests tomorrow, 1-800-849-2761. Quickly on one of the two biggest stories of the NFL weekend, as Michael wants in, Steve wants in, Cameron wants in, you can join us from anywhere in North Carolina or those listening beyond. We get calls from other countries, so we're certainly willing to take those as well. What was the best thing you saw anywhere in the sports weekend and why? What was the worst thing you saw and why? Some of you just want to ask questions or follow up on what was a fun weekend in college football and in the NFL. So Cam Newton out for the Panthers' next game. They get out of that 0-2 ditch. Kyle Allen is a big part, not a game manager. He is a big part of the Panthers' win. Because Daniel Jones is a Duke guy, And because the Giants win at Tampa Bay not only helped the Panthers, remember, I told you the dream weekend would be the Bucs losing, the Falcons losing, and the Saints losing, and the Panthers winning, and that it was all relatively realistic. Three of the four happened. So the Panthers at one and two are only a game out of first place in the NFC South and tied with the other two. Well, Daniel Jones elevated over the legend Eli Manning for week three in New York. Listen to this as we come to your calls. Danny Dimes celebrated for his preseason excellence and by Giants fans yearning to turn the page, even if they have a lot of respect for that Eli Manning guy, given the two Super Bowls that he brought to that franchise and other great things over 15 years. The Giants co-owner Steve Tisch told ESPN this weekend that he considered the comeback win over the Buccaneers the beginning of a, quote, new chapter. Since we're discussing Kyle Allen and the Panthers, and y'all know there are a couple parallels, but there are more differences, just to be clear. Daniel Jones, number six overall pick. Kyle Allen, undrafted free agent. Okay, just remember that part. But the young guy 
energizing two franchises at the most important position on the field. That's the parallel, right? Cam couldn't throw accurately often enough. Kyle Allen did it all afternoon in Arizona. Four touchdown passes. Meanwhile, listen to this. The Giants' last victory when trailing by 18 or more points at halftime. You ready for this? 1949. They had lost 55 consecutive such games that fit that description over 70 years. And is there's, there's not a Giants fan, and more importantly, there's probably not a Giants player in the locker room, if we're honest about it, that at this stage of Eli's career, given he's not mobile the way Daniel Jones is, just as a young, bigger, stronger athlete, right? Daniel Jones scored twice with his legs, including the game winner. That, that has not been in Eli's arsenal for the most part. So in both examples, it is the young quarterback uplifting the spirits of a team, right? And in this particular case with Daniel Jones, I mean, to me, the Panthers are a better team than the Arizona Cardinals. We didn't know what we were going to get from Kyle Allen, and he deserves best of the weekend status with a whole bunch of other Panthers. I don't know if the Giants are really a good team or not. In fact, I don't think they are. He doesn't have a great supporting cast there. The way Kyle Allen had Luke Keekley step up for the defense and Shaq Thompson and Dante Jackson had two interceptions and Mario Addison had three sacks. That's just on one side of the ball. McCaffrey runs wild. Three different guys have touchdown catches. The veteran tight end Greg Olson with two of those, but also Curtis Samuel and also DJ Moore. Some of that's Kyle Allen, of course, and a big chunk of it. Some of that is help from a well-rounded supporting cast, 38-20 over the Cardinals in Arizona. New York's not all that good, and some of their better players are not hurt right now. And it's not a great line, and there are not a lot of great skill players around them, of course, besides Saquon Barkley at running back. The first victory went trailing by 18 or more at half since 1949. That sounds like a new chapter in capital letters, exclamation points at the end, italicized, right? Is it a new chapter for your Carolina Panthers? That song, Springsteen style, needs to play a little while longer. It is not hard to see the Steve Tisch new chapter element of what the New York Giants did as a best of the weekend. Daniel Jones was 23 for 36, 336 passing yards, two passing TDs, two rushing TDs. He had the game-winning run with about a minute to minute left, and this is important. The four possessions, I, I just watched like the condensed version of that game where they boil it down to like 30 minutes or something. The, three, the four possessions before Daniel Jones led the Giants, this is on the road against the Buccaneers who got a boost, boost of confidence by beating the Panthers in Charlotte last week. The four possessions prior to that, this is a rookie quarterback, right? Three punts and a turnover. You must be unflappable to, to rise above three punts and a turnover. Those are the four most recent events in your memory as a rookie quarterback in the NFL. He brushes it off, as they say he has been doing since he was a high school star in Charlotte prior to the, that spectacular stretch for David Cutcliffe at Duke. He did it with his legs. He did it with his arm. He did it with his confidence. He did it with his composure. 
He is the start of a new chapter for an organization that, remember, had two Super Bowl titles under Eli Manning's leadership. But they have not won a playoff game, a single playoff game, the New York Giants organization, since their 2011 Super Bowl season. That's a long stretch for a fan base that got high and mighty when they put two Super Bowl rings on their fingers. 1-800-849-2761. Michael is in Raleigh and wants to talk about two of the biggest events of the football weekend. Welcome to Best and Worst of the Weekend. Go right ahead. Thanks, David. i got two things. I'll be quick. Yep. Uh, Kyle Allen, this is two games in a row he's played great. He played great against New Orleans last year. He had four touchdowns in that game. True. Saints backups, but I get you. Not in the first half. It was all starters. In, in a mostly meaningless game. I'm not going to put too much on that. You can if you want. But this this mattered because the Cardinals were playing hard and trying to win. The Saints were in entirely different mode. And I think I think they need to just go with him for the rest of the season because I don't think Cam can run anymore. And if he's not a dual-threat quarterback, he's not good enough to beat anybody from the pocket. He just isn't. Hey, part, part two, I agree with you totally. He's not good enough to beat people from the pocket consistently. Part one, is are his days done as a guy who can use his legs to be that magical dual-threat quarterback? I don't think the Panthers have drawn a conclusion on that, the way Michael is ready to turn that page and maybe begin a new chapter in the form of 23-year-old Kyle Allen. He is, and I'll get to this on the other side with more of your calls. Thanks for chiming in, Michael. Cameron, Steve, John, Ed, and others want in on the football weekend that was also the Chicago Cubs' worst of the weekend. Roy Williams, best of the weekend from UNC basketball. How did Bill Belichick get best of votes and worst of votes? Antonio Brown among the leaders for worst of the weekend. App State football, the New York Giants, the Carolina Panthers, Daniel Jones, Kyle Allen, and many more. Best of the weekend, Georgia, Pitt, and others from the college football weekend. Michigan, Arkansas, and others worst of the weekend from that level. Florida State and NC State got wins. I wouldn't call them best of the weekend. You're supposed to win those games, but Willie Taggart's world got at least a little bit less dismal with that win over the visiting Cardinals of Louisville with Scott Satterfield in town. So he stayed away from what would have been a truly miserable Monday, neither best nor worst of the weekend, but notable notable developments. State took out Ball State as expected. They did give Bailey Hockman a series. He both made a really nice play with his legs against Ball State, an inferior team from the MAC, but he also threw an interception. It wasn't a horrible interception. It was one of those tipped balls uh, that could have gone either way, could have fallen to the ground. But a lot of fans asked to see the backup QB. They saw him. Didn't end well there. Matthew McKay took more steps forward as a good, but they need him to be better college quarterback in his case in his first year as a starter at at the school remember that has had an NFL bound quarterback at the controls for 10 of the last 10 of the last 11 seasons Ryan Finley, Jacoby Brissett, Mike Lennon and Ryan and Russell Wilson 1-800-849-2761 more of your phone calls on the other side and more of what I imagine most of you don't know about 23-year-old quarterback Kyle Allen. Folks, you look at the 16 or the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL on any given weekend. A huge percentage of them, you knew because they were the starting quarterback, usually of a prominent program, usually on top 25 type teams. Like you needed to learn more maybe, but they didn't just come out of nowhere. 
Kyle Allen lost the starting quarterback job at both of the schools that he attended at the college level and surprised people and was mocked by many for turning pro early with many saying, dude, you just lost the starting quarterback job at, with the Houston Cougars of the AAC, and nobody even knows anything about the guy who beat you out for that job. How the heck are you going to make it in the NFL if you can't even hold on to the starting job at Texas A&M or Houston in college football? It is a crazy, really unusual journey. More on that journey since he was magnificent against the Arizona Cardinals as the Panthers get off the schneid, as Ron Rivera described it. No Cam Newton for week four against the Texans. Again, that announcement earlier today. Back to your phone calls and those stories. Football and more next on the David Glenn Show. Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show. David Glenn Show, welcome back to Best and Worst of the Weekend. Clemson football coach Dabo Sweeney, live third hour. App State football coach Eli Drinkwitz, live on tomorrow's program. Darren Gant on the NFL. Daniel Jones and the Giants. Kyle Allen and the Panthers from the NFL level among the best of the weekend. All the other undefeated teams getting votes as well. Bill Belichick of the Patriots getting best of votes for his team, worst of votes for his death stare at a reporter who dared to ask about Antonio Brown. More on that a little bit later as Antonio Brown is a world-class wide receiver, a world-class knucklehead, and a leading vote-getter for worst of the weekend. As we come to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. And as Darren Vaught continues to sprinkle in Bruce Springsteen songs on the boss's 70th birthday, Darren, would you be able to say that after an 0-2 start, the Carolina Panthers had been waiting for a sunny day? <laughs> would you be able to say that on Bruce's 70th birthday? Could Kyle Allen be the one to author the rising of this <laughs> 0-2 franchise as it is now 1-2? Would the veteran tight end Greg Olson, would he be revisiting his glory days? <laughs> After missing a couple or chunks of a couple of campaigns with a lot of injuries, can we be dancing in the dark as the Panthers head to Houston to take on the Texans? And when Larry Fitzgerald and other Cardinals wide receivers sang, cover me, Dante <laughs> Jackson and James Bradbury said, yes, indeed, we will. And the young corner out of LSU had a couple of interceptions. I'm going down, said the boss. That's what <laughs> Kyler Murray said all day long as well. I'm going down as the victim for eight sacks as Mario Addison woke up with three. Christian Miller, the young linebacker, with two more. The rookie first-rounder Brian Burns out of Florida State continues to look like a heck of an athlete who harasses even an elite athlete quarterback like Kyler Murray who doesn't run a lot by design, although I think he surprised the Panthers with that early and got some big chunk plays. Cliff Kingsbury does not really want Kyler Murray to run a lot after those plays. Brian Burns is the kind of athlete that when somebody like Kyler Murray wants to extend a play, 
Kyle Allen extended a bunch of plays, including two of his four touchdown passes. That doesn't require elite A to B speed, right? You don't have to be Usain Bolt. But if you have agility, Murray has a ton of it. Allen has enough of it. But also a little bit of that football IQ. Where do I sidestep to buy myself a little bit more time? I think I've exhausted all of my Springsteen references (laughs) in that particular uh, diatribe. As we come back to your calls, 1-800-849-2761. When Joey Sly kicks a football, it feels like Thunder Road to me. He was not asked to have a complicated... (laughs) Job description this weekend. I was going to make reference to had the Panthers lost, becoming 0-3 on the season, they would be on a downbound train using Look the song that go. I just joined Look with Look at you there. go. It is the song that I asked for the bump music is She's the One, but it, Kyle Allen may be singing, have Panthers fans singing He's the One <laughs> by the end of Houston Texans week. We'll see. 1-800-849-2761. Great guests later. More of your phone calls now. What was the best thing you saw? What was the worst thing you saw anywhere in the sports universe and why? Let me just say this about Kyle Allen and the details as we go to Cameron in Greenville. Steve's in Apex. Van is in King, North Carolina. Ed and John want in as well. If you only looked at the final score or the box score, you didn't get a full eyeful of Kyle Allen because When we talk about Cam Newton, again, he's been described as out against the Texans already earlier today. We most frequently talk about the aspect of Cam's inaccuracy as his percentage, completion percentage, right? That's not a dumb place to start. You know, Brady and Breeze and them routinely get to 70%. Cam has had a hard time historically getting to even 60% as an NFL quarterback. But his dual threat nature made the pluses outweigh the minuses on a regular basis, right? When he was more healthy, when he could be that mega athlete at almost 250 pounds. What coaches talk about a lot, as I've experienced over three decades of following football at every level, that fans talk a lot less about, is hitting guys in stride. They talk about hidden yardage so that it can still be a completion. But if Kyle Allen does not hit DJ Moore in stride, if he has to reach back and slow down to get the ball, well, guess what? That's still a completion. So it it goes down as helping your completion percentage, but it's hidden yardage. Few people remember the next day, oh, yeah, Cam hit DJ for a 15-yarder over the middle, and they got the first down. But had they hit him in stride, it would have been a 51-yard touchdown. Well, Kyle Allen hit DJ Moore in stride, and he used that young burner speed to get all the way to the end zone. Instead of 15 yards, it's 50 and a touchdown. And you may have seen it's complicated to get in the end zone once you – achieve the red zone one of the cardinals problems through three weeks with the fascinating young quarterback kyler murray they've been getting chunks passing and running mostly running against the panthers again with kyler murray but they've stalled in the red zone time after time after time you can't win consistently kicking field goals so if your accuracy translates into a 51 yard touchdown instead of the 15 yard oh that's a nice conversion it matters not a little it matters a lot And on Kyle Allen's four touchdown passes, I would argue that three of the four were not entry-level NFL touchdown passes. The one where Jarius Wright used a legal pick to get Greg Olson free, you're expected to make that throw. If If you're in an NFL training camp and you can't make that throw, you're cut. 
you have no chance of ever being even a backup in the NFL. That is as basic as it gets. You must put that ball on the money or with Olsen's hands, put it near him, and he's probably going to come down with it for the touchdown. So that's the easy one. Cam would have thrown that one. I would argue 90% of NFL quarterbacks will not miss that one. But what's more important is DJ Moore was hit the way Tom Brady hits people in stride, the way Drew Brees hits people in stride. Of course, I am not elevating 23-year-old Kyle Allen to that level. I am telling you that for one week, he hit people in stride. And more important than his 19 out of 26 was hitting people in stride, extending plays. The four touchdown passes were the catch and run to DJ Moore. Again, if you don't hit him in stride, it's not a touchdown. And the other, the other two besides the easy one to Olsen, in the fourth quarter, this is the one that made it 35-20 to 20 instead of 28-20. to 20. That 28-20 to 20 in the fourth quarter could go either way, right? Credit the Panthers' defense for holding the Cardinals to 20 for the game, as it turned out. Great pass protection. He kept looking, he kept looking, he kept looking. But a lot of young quarterbacks, man, what happens? A sack if you look too long. Some people can feel the pressure. Some people can't. Some can sidestep it. Some can't. It is athleticism, but it's also that sixth sense. Greg Olson and his first few reads were not open, not open, not open. What do a lot of young quarterbacks do? Panic and throw an interception in the red zone. He bought time like a patient, swashbuckling veteran. And Greg Olson, sure enough, came open, remember, in the back left corner of the end zone. That's not an easy throw. It's a pretty long throw. And, it, and, and Olsen had to run almost the width of the end zone. This was not, oh, the guy goes into your break and you hit him. No, this is everybody's out of their break. You don't see anything that you like. You know you can't take a sack. You know you can't turn the ball over. You know that clock is in your head going off. One, two, three, four. And you're expected to throw it out of the back of the end zone if it gets to a certain point. He waited as long as you could possibly wait and then found Olsen in the left corner of the end zone. And I give him credit for earlier doing something similar. It was on the Curtis Samuel TD. He rolled right, found Curtis in the right corner of the end zone. That's when the Panthers were down 10-7 early, and you're still wondering, where's this game going to go? The details of Kyle Allen's performance, I think, underline the brilliance of his performance against the Cardinals. Daniel Jones and the Giants, again, the details made it even more impressive. Kyle Allen and the Panthers, who knows where he goes from here, but the details are a really promising sign. It's only the Arizona Cardinals would be my word of caution. They haven't won a game yet, right? They're 0-2-1. Your phone calls, Cameron and Greenville, you're next on the David Glenn Show. Hey, what's up, DG? Best of the weekend, as you've talked about, Kyle Allen. Daniel Jones, you don't have to explain it. Great games by both of them. Yeah. However, my worst of the weekend, I want to see what you think about this. My worst of the weekend are football referees between the ending of the Ole Miss Cowboys oh, yeah. on Saturday and the Eagles game and Falcons game and even Sunday night football last night. Referees, man, it, it wasn't as bad as last weekend, but it's still, it's still pretty bad between the holding calls and some of these unfortunate penalties they're calling. And things like that. But I just wanted to see what you Yeah, think I mean, especially at the NFL level, you expect better. I mean, especially at college right after that. I mean, I, I, I hesitate when people get on high school officials, right? I mean, those guys are working their way up the ladder. The human error is in play. Players make mistakes. Officials make mistakes as well. Uh, it's funny, coming out of this weekend, 
Whereas my usual fallback position on referees is you can't get rules wrong and you got to minimize the number of judgment calls you get wrong. And, and Cameron's examples are egregious examples, like embarrassing examples, especially you can't get the rule wrong. Like well, that's your job to get the rule right above all else. Holding penalties were down dramatically this weekend after the NFL had Al River on, their director of referees, meet with officials. Remember Tom Brady turned off Thursday night football? I can't take this, all these flags. And then he had to backtrack and say, well, I'm not saying they're making incorrect calls. There's just too much laundry on the field, et cetera. And certainly a lot of fans feel that way. Officials threw an average of three holding flags per game after through two weeks there was an average of six. That is a dramatic, dramatic difference. It might not sound like a lot to you, but it's all about officiating emphases. And for a change, like somebody actually emailed that as a best of the weekend because there, le- there was less laundry all over the field and the officials let them play more, as the saying goes, at least on the offensive line. More of your calls, Dabo Sweeney later. Glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Gary Player joining us. This morning, I did 1,300 sit-ups and crunches. Wow. I pushed 300 pounds with my legs, and I ran on the treadmill. You are one of the legends of golf, and you've been an inspiration as a person as well. What a nice compliment, and God bless America. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Third hour, Dabo Sweeney. Second hour, Darren Gant on the NFL. Springsteen might describe Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey as born to run, but one of those has been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain and is going to miss four to eight weeks. Okay, it's Barkley. More of your calls, best and worst of the weekend, next. Kurt Busch is joining us, 38-year-old champion of the Daytona 500. I went out with Gronk last night after uh, after we won the race. Did you really? It was fun. Got about an hour's sleep. I asked him, I go, hey, when do you have to report to training camp? He goes, July. I said, well, we can't be friends because i got to <laughs> go back to racing. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show.